Sometimes things happen that we, we can't quite put our finger on. We don't really know why they happened or how they happened. It's sort of outside of the realm of, you know, our understanding. And, uh, you know, it's hard for us to compartmentalize what um, transpired. But, you know, we always find a way. And, uh, you know, if you, you, um, if you try hard enough, you can, you, uh, you know, you, uh, there's an old saying that goes, um, you know, can't explain something uh don't try because you're gonna you're gonna end up hurting yourself thinking thinking too hard about that one and you know you, you don't want to do that because that, that's gonna that's gonna mess you up in the long run so uh if you could just uh you know reach into your pocket for me and uh you know oh what's that in your hand what, what you got there in your hand you just pull out your pocket what's that oh that's uh that's two tickets two tickets to the bonkers theater It was a dark and stormy night, away in a dark castle, through the marsh and twisted woods, on top of a hill on the outskirts of civilization, gathered a group of grim characters. You see, dear listener, the reason for that gathering was none other than a party. But not just any party, this party was a real monster mash. The party was organized by none other than the wealthy count who owned the dark castle on the hill. None other than Count Vlad. The count waited by the bottom of his eloquent staircase in the center of the main hall of the labyrinthian castle. A delicate knock was heard against the castle door. So delicate, in fact, that if it weren't for the count's supernatural senses, he would have been unable to hear the knocking over the thunder and heavy rain. The Count flung open the massive doors to be greeted by a small woman with dark complexion who threw herself onto him immediately. Hi, Vlad! The small woman exclaimed. This small woman was none other than the Count's very own muse, Kyra Velfang, a beautiful vampire and also relatively young when in terms of vampires. The two were madly in love with one another, and the Count was glad that his sweet Cairo was the first guest to appear at the party. The couple sang and danced across the floor for several minutes, before another knock was heard on the door. This knock was loud and heavy, like a battering ram. The couple glided over to the door and pressed their ears against it, who is it? They mischievously called out in unison, baring their fangs. It's Dr. Bonewiggle, a voice called out from behind the door. Dr. Bonewiggle is here, the Count exclaimed to Kyra. The two excitedly flung open the doors to meet the eccentric doctor, expecting to see his lovely small frame and narrow shoulders. But when the doors opened, they revealed a large man with a large frame and wide shoulders. You're not Dr. Bonewiggle, the Count remarked in awe. No, he is not, said Dr. Bonewiggle as he stepped out from behind the large man. 
Say hello to my newest creation, Bone Wiggle Jr. The two vampires looked up to the face of the large man, who they could see now was not quite a man at all, but a monster made of various pieces of flesh and fur and organs stitched together to resemble a man. Hello, they waved in unison at the monster. The monster let out a low guttural grunt in response. I hope you don't mind my bringing him to your castle, prodded the old doctor. No, I don't mind at all, replied the Count, as he extended his hand forward to greet the monster. One of the monster's eyes, which looked as if it had previously belonged to a mountain cat, darted down to look at the Count's hand before rolling back into the monster's head. The Count retracted his hand and smiled at the old doctor. The doctor leaned into the vampires and held his hand next to his mouth as to leave the monster out of the conversation. <clears throat> he may not seem it now, but he really opens up after a few drinks, the doctor said. I see you, replied Kyra. The doctor and his monster were invited in and began to enjoy a few drinks. And not much long after, another knock was heard at the door. This one, much lighter than the one before. The Count went to answer the door. A tall, lanky man, stuffed with straw, lurched forward through the castle doors. He wore a melancholy expression under his tattered head. This man was none other than Mr. Bogle, who had traveled quite the distance to be at this particular party. All the way from the Valley of Gourds, in fact. The cause of the tattered old Mr. Bogle's melancholy face was the tragic passing of his dear wife a few years ago, when she fell victim to a terrible haymite infestation. The Count thought that inviting Mr. Pogel to the party would help him to enjoy himself and maybe have a couple drinks. Although, the Count wasn't sure if Mr. Bogle was able to drink or even eat for that matter. He had never seen the man open his mouth before. The Count's eyes shifted down Mr. Bogle's long arm to meet a familiar little green creature that was holding Mr. Bogle's hand. Screammeister, the Count said. The Count couldn't believe it. He had not seen the Screammeister for hundreds of years. Long ago, before the Count had become the vampire he was at the night of the party, he had lived in a small village. And each night in that village, nobody would ever get any sleep because of the screams, shrieks, and howls that would come from the woods at night. The village became on edge and at each other's throats. They would spend all their time gathering and discussing the screaming and what to do about it. The village became too sleepy to be able to accomplish the necessary tasks such as felling trees or hunting. The village had finally had enough and banded together to seek out the source of the screaming. Among them was the young Vlad. The village made their way into the forest, after the sound of the shrieks. The group traveled and traveled until they stumbled across the Screammeister in all of his glory. They told the Screammeister to knock it off, 
and he did so and left the village alone. Then the entire village returned home and went to sleep and had a good night's rest. Vlad would remember this for the rest of his life. The Count invited the two in and went to shut the door behind him. Suddenly, a foot stuck its way into the door to stop it from shutting. The Count turned out of confusion and opened the door once again. To the Count's surprise stood a man in tattered black clothes from head to toe, adorned in various potions and elixirs and daggers and needles. This man, who wore a lifeless, cold expression, was no other than his arch-nemesis, Malphysiac, the Twisted Freak. Malphysiac, you have some nerve showing up here, the Count gasped. I'm sorry, Malphysiac murmured. The Count was surprised. You're sorry? He asked. Yes, Malphysiac replied shyly. I know I've done many terrible things to you and those you have loved. And there's no reason for you to invite me into your party, but I really want to fix things between us. The Count was nearly speechless. What do you mean? Why this sudden change of heart? You see, Vlad, I realize now that I've always been envious of you, and I've coveted and yearned for a life like yours. I see now that it was never your fault that you are in the position that you are in, with all the fame and all the fortune. You have earned those things, and I have been consumed with envy. Please find it in your heart to forgive me. The Count was moved by Malphysiac's kind words, and invited him into the castle, but not before giving him a big, friendly hug. The Count called out to everyone in the hall, Alright, everyone is almost here. We're just waiting for a couple stragglers. He said smugly, and the rest of the characters chuckled amongst themselves, because they understood the final two guests were Todd and Valerie, who had a proclivity for arriving late to parties. Todd and Valerie had been that way since they had first fell in love when Todd won the big football game by getting the big touchdown and making everyone clap and jump up and down in excitement. Todd then had given Valerie a big wet kiss and they fell deeply in love and got married. Everyone in the castle was really excited for them to arrive because they all really liked seeing them and how much they loved each other. Just then, a knock was heard at the door and everyone got really excited because they all knew who it was. Almost the entire group jumped to their feet to run towards the door and greet Todd and Valerie. We're here, Todd and Valerie shouted in unison as the doors flung open. They all exchanged hugs, and the party was finally able to begin. The Count called everyone to the center of the main hall, and explained the first event of the night. A grand scavenger hunt for a particular item. The particular item in question, a ticking metronome. The first person find the metronome inside of the sprawling labyrinthian castle would receive a special award by the count himself and with that the hunt began valerie and kyra grabbed hands and danced down one of the hallways and turned at the corner giggling todd took off in the other direction with his strong football legs 
and sprinted as fast as he could, which was really fast. Malphysiac threw down a smoke bomb and disappeared in a black cloud. All the while, Dr. Bonewiggle jumped on Bonewiggle Jr.'s back and trudged forth down a dark corridor. Vlad smirked as the guests scrambled about. Then he turned around to see that Screammeister and Mr. Bogle were sat down at a table, staring at each other silently. Are you not going to participate in the scavenger hunt? asked the Count. Mr. Bogle turned to the Count and coughed, spitting out a piece of straw. So you can use your mouth, observed the Count. The characters scattered throughout the maze of a castle for hours as the storm picked up throughout the night. It sure is taking them a lot longer than I would have thought. Burst of light flooded in the room as lightning struck. Just then, a blood-curdling shriek rang throughout the castle amidst the thunder that followed. The Count assumed this was the Screammeister up to his usual antics, but turned to see that the Screammeister still sat at the table across from the dangly old Mr. Bogle. Todd ran into the main hall. What was that noise? he asked. It sounded bad, like someone was hurt. Just then another voice cried out, Someone help! Please, please, someone help! That sounds like Kyra, the Count exclaimed. Hold on, Kyra, we are coming! Stay right where you are! The entire group had found themselves surrounding Kyra, who was crying on the floor with her gorgeous face buried in her hands. What's wrong, Kyra? asked the Count. Kyra wrapped her arms around Vlad and then pointed to a door across the hallway that was cracked open slightly. The Count kissed her on the forehead. I'll be right back, Kyra, he assured her before rising to his feet and carefully approaching the door. If the Count was able to breathe, he would have been holding his breath in this moment. As he cracked open the door, slowly, he could make out the arm of a young woman in a pile of blood. The Count could feel pain in his chest, as he already knew to whom the arm belonged. What is it, Vlad? asked Todd. The Count shut the door, composed himself, turned to the group. I want everyone to start walking back to the main hall. And everyone did what the Count suggested. Everyone had returned to the main hall, and the Count had just made a phone call. Todd approached the Count. Vlad, where is Valerie? What happened? Who did you call? The Count turned to Todd to comfort him. He will be here in a moment. We'll get through this. What does that mean? asked Todd. Just then, the sound of someone trying to make the sound of clearing their throat, as if they didn't have a throat to clear, came from the top of the stairs. The group's eyes shifted up to see a skeleton, who in fact did not have a throat to clear stood adorned in a brilliant suit of many colors. He also had a pipe sticking out of his mouth, which must not have been lit, 
because he had no cheeks to puff it with. No, she's dead, isn't she? Todd turned to the Count. She's dead. He wouldn't be here otherwise, he asserted, pointing at the skeleton. That particular skeleton was world famous for his detective skills and has been able to solve hundreds of cold cases. Some think he must have been a famous detective from long ago before being reanimated into his current state. But that is a mystery that even the skeleton is unable to solve. The skeleton slid down the handrail and leaped into the center of the characters. A murder has taken place inside the walls of this very castle, asserted the skeleton. Now we just have to figure out who did it. Skeleton's eyes, or lack thereof, gazed across the colorful cast of characters before stopping on a certain character. He did it, the skeleton said, pointing Malfeziac. What? Malfeziac stepped back in shock. Why would I do that? Because you are insane and kill people all the time for no reason, the skeleton replied. Oh right, I guess I do, Malfeziac confessed. The police showed up and took Malfeziac to jail forever. The Count proposed to Kyra, Kyra said yes, and everyone had a great night and partied a lot. Except for Todd, who cried out in pain for the loss of his one true love.